This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 35 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. They offer supplements designed to give you the most value for your dollars. Visit them at kppusa.com. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Lisa Wilcox in Wellington, Florida. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hi, Lisa. What have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, around the world and back. <laughs> Did you see what we were having for temperatures these last couple of weeks? Oh, yeah. We felt so sorry for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. We're pitiful, pitiful. <laughs> Poor pitiful us when it gets just about down to freezing. We really thought this was the end of the world, but... I uh, I headed out to Germany for this Procur- uh, Procure photo shoot, and it ends up being minus 12 degrees Celsius at night. Oh. But there's about two feet of snow out there. Oh. That- I have never seen Germany under, of course, the northern part of Germany where I lived. Right. Under snow. Which part of Germany did you go to for the photo shoot? I was in the, I was really in the Osnabrück, between Osnabrück and Hanover. I was very close to Hanover, actually. Uh-huh. And, uh... It made for a beautiful setting because we did the winter collection. Oh, so we had plenty gorgeous. of snow, we, and we did it on this nice castle, you know, nice little uh, family castle area. Uh-huh. So we had great background, and uh, it was fantastic, actually. We had a great shoot. Very nice. Well, this is the glamour side of being a dressage rider, isn't it? Getting these gigs where you can, you know, go and model clothes and, you know. It, it, it is. You know something, <laughs> and, and that's part of, of uh, I'll tell you, the loyalty. I really, this company, I'm always in awe that I get that next telephone call, you want to come back. I'm always waiting because I'm thinking, well, what have I done in the last, you know, last couple of uh, championships? I haven't been a participant. But with the, the success that I'd had in Germany, and they never forget a face. So I'm really lucky about that. And so whenever they call, I'm there. Terrific. I'll drop everything. That's what I tell my clients, just so you know. Just in case. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm gone that week. So, yep. If Mr. Picker calls, you've gone. gone. I'm gone. You better you better believe it. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> like a big uh, pair of the riding pants. Anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, now you're back in, in Wellington. It's not quite as cold, so you don't have any sympathy from us up in the north here. You know that. You poor thing. I know. What's the temperature up north? Actually, not so bad. We've got some milder weather, but we had some brutally cold weather there for a couple of weeks. So we're glad to get it warmed up a little bit. So, you know, especially with the foals getting on the ground up here in, in, in the bluegrass, you know, it, it'd be a terrible shock to them hitting the ground with those brutally cold weather. Yeah, that is yeah. just, I forgot. Yes, yeah. no kidding. The foals are coming already, aren't they? They really are. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a big show this evening, and we've got lots of news to, to get to, and, and we've also got some great guests tonight, Lisa. I'm really uh, looking forward to talking to them. Gina France uh, actually won the USEF uh, a performance horse registered leading owner award for the third consecutive year and she's going to come on and talk to us about owning grand prix dressage horses well she's based up in maple farm maple park illinois with kim and yvonne bateau and of course cassie bateau the young rider rides uh, uh, her 
one of her, well, several of her horses, and Jen has just come back from a trip to Germany too. She also uh, rode over there for the first time. So we're looking forward to catching up with them a little bit later on in the show. But uh, as I said, we've got quite a few items of news and and talking about riders uh, dashing around the world, we've got a terrific uh, all-star cast of, of riders heading to Florida for the Excus World Dressage Masters CDI five-star event uh, in February. Uh, we've got uh, Stefan Peters, of course, coming over from the West Coast with Ravel. And he's going to meet up uh, with some tough competition from Europe led by Isabel Wirth on Sachmo and uh, Anki van Grunsen with Salinero. Of course, they haven't uh, met since uh, Stefan beat them all in Vegas just a, a year ago now when he won the World Cup final. And there's a lot of other terrific combinations coming over, Lisa. We've got um, Ulis Halsgeber. She's going to be riding Vakana. Uh, That's Ash- going to be exciting. But what I hear, she's going quite well, that mare. Is she? Well, that, that, um, I know it's great to have these riders come over here and, and uh, you know, have a taste of what it's like. Not, I mean, it's not a bad shift. From what you're saying about going to Germany in the middle of winter, it's not a bad deal for them coming over to Florida. And, no, I, I don't think so at all. I think they're counting their blessings right now. <laughs> sure, sure we'll come. I can imagine that telephone call. <laughs> yeah, really? No problem. <laughs> Palm trees, Bit of 70 sunshine. degrees. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll take it, right? Well, they're also going to be met when they get here by, uh, you know, quite a strong st- squad uh, from also from West Coast. Uh, Leslie Morse is coming over with her um, Hickstead Grand Prix special winner from the uh, World Dressage Masters last year. She's riding tip top. Uh, Lauren Samus is going to be partnering Sacacious HF. Of course, they were team gold and ind- individual silver medal winners from the 2007 pa- Pan Am Games. Uh, Reese Coffler Stanfield, of course, who, who who she's been a, a guest co-host on the show here. She He's going to be riding Casper, Michael Barrison, and Neruda. They're also going to be there. They won the Palm Beach Grand Prix Special um, World Dressage Masters in the past. So, it, and Ashley Holzer, of course, always tough competition. Always puts yep. on a great show with Pop Art. So, that's the place to be on uh, February the fourth to sixth down in uh, in Wellington for that. And I'm only sorry I can't be there with other commitments. Oh, you know? Chris, I know. <laughs> That's impossible. I know. What can I say? Just something's keeping me here, and uh, it, 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 it's, it's tearing me apart because that really is worth getting down to Florida for. I am going to be in the front row. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> sure. I ended up squeeze into that judge's box at sea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me, don't mind me. Continue. <laughs> Well, on a more serious note, Lisa, uh, the USEF um, had their annual convention just this past week, and during that meeting, they approved a milestone uh, landmark uh, in the drugs and medication ruling when they agreed after months of debate over the controversial use of therapeutic non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs to now allow, uh, instead of the current two, the two drugs, they're going to take that down to one in future, and that will take yeah. effect in November. Uh, between April of this year and November 30th, uh, 2011, the two will be allowed, but uh, owners, uh, riders, they have, to, uh, they have to file a disclosure form 
which has to be uh, submitted for the purposes of data collection and failure to complete and file that form will result in a warning for the first offence and an administrative penalty for further offences. The USCF rule on the use of NSA IDs is out of step with the International Equestrian Federation, which currently maintains a zero-tolerance policy. But this is a big shift, isn't it, uh, Lisa, for the USEF to to uh, make any changes in that department right now? Absolutely. No question whatsoever, and we know how controversial this has been and the potential boycotts that we've been hearing from other countries. But I, I think they've, they've settled on a nice in-between place. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how this functions for us coming into the World Equestrian Games. Yes, but, and, and noticeably uh, they're not making any changes until next year. Um, after the games, of course, um, and I, you know, any right. changes like this to take quite a, quite a while to get into the system, so to speak, you know, in terms of the laboratory testing and and into the culture. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the the testing and, and understanding how how many days out and and how that's that's going to be the biggest issue I think we find because as we saw Isabel got caught in a in a simple situation of the vet said and I think uh, I think if we can really do some serious testing to this situation so that we don't have these kinds of con- confusions you know with right. uh, levels and yeah. types of uh, problems that we've had in the past Absolutely. but I, I'm I, I think that they're athletes and I am for a form of assistance. I mean, I take my Advils at night. That's for doggone sure. I'm not a spring chicken. <laughs> All right. Well, talking about uh, spring chickens, uh, we're delighted to, to tell you that Jennifer Williams was awarded a $25,000 grant from the Anne L. Barlow Ramsey Grant from the um, Dressage Foundation recently. Uh, Jennifer from Yelm, Washington, received that grant that uh, was established at the Dressage Foundation to showcase talented American bred horses ridden by the US by US citizens by providing money to train and compete in Europe. Jennifer and her Hungarian warmblood HS Wilstar will be com- training with Catherine Haddad in Germany during the fall of 2010. The team will compete at the Oldenburg CDI and the Odense CDI. Jennifer said that the grant will allow her to experience and learn from competing abroad, something she only dreamed about before. So good luck to Jennifer as you make your way to Europe. And uh, uh, we're going to be hearing from Cassie Bartow a little bit later on about the benefits of being exposed to European competition, something, of course, you can attest to, Lisa, having had a good taste of it yourself. Yes, and I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing about her experiences. Uh, there's I'm been sure. a little bit of travel, uh, a little bit of movement over in Europe too. With um, we mentioned, Ulla Salzgeber is going to be coming over from the for the World Dressage Masters. Um, Lisa, um, did you did you hear that she's moved? She's uh, yes, yeah. As a matter of fact, yes, I have, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be more accommodating for her it, training. Yes, program. Yes. She she is relocating to Gestut Obermüller, uh, saying farewell to her old stable at Bad Vorishofen, and is relocating to this new facility owned by the Gnadi family and located in Blonhofen, Germany, a stone's throw away from Bad Warischofen. The new stable has more modern facilities and is currently in the process of building a new indoor and new stabling block. And Eula uh, aims to make her move to the new facility later on this year, in the fall of the, uh, 2010. 
And at her original home, there were only 16 stools, which were not enough for, for her program there, her training program. So uh, she's going to benefit from these bigger bigger and more modern facilities. So uh, nice. And the nice change. thing is it's not that far away. It's, uh, it's just really about five, ten minutes down the road, oh, that, I understand. That's very convenient then. Yes. Yeah. Yes, if you've got uh, to move. <laughs> yeah, if you have to move. And you know how you, you've got a specific region that you've been accustomed to. Yes. Uh, over the years, and your clients are in that area. It's nice that she doesn't have to go that far away. Right, right. It's a convenient move. Very nice. Right. And, and does that mean because she's in a gestut, does she, will there be, there be breeding? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, she may there? have uh, her hands on some nice young horses potentially. Yeah. And besides the fact that it looks like they're building a nice uh, indoor, and right now the one she works in now is a 2040. She uh-huh. doesn't have a 20 by 60 covered. So this will be nice for her. This is going to make training for the winter nice, training during the winter nice, because she yes. can actually, you know, train on a 2060, which is your, your right. Uh, show. Right, right. Well, good. So. Well, we'll you'll be seeing her shortly then and when she comes over for uh, the, the uh, World Dressage Masters. You'll be able to uh, catch up with her there. Forward. Yes. All right, well, enough of that because you're just going to make me envious. I know. I can't believe you're not coming. Wow. Change your plans. Oh, I know. I wish I could. I wish I could. Well, you'll have to tell me all about it when you get back on the I show. I will. That. All right. We'll expect a full report. All right. Well, that wraps up our news for this week, uh, Lisa. And before we get to our guest this week, we're going to take a short commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we talk a lot about Kentucky Performance Products, and that's because they are a name you can trust to give you the most value for your supplement money. Kentucky Performance Products offers supplements designed to target specific problems that are made with high-quality ingredients included at effective levels. The company's supplements are intended to complement, not compete, with your dressage horse's current feeding program, guarding against over-supplementation, and each product is backed by sound research and the money-back satisfaction guarantee. And today we'd like to talk to you about Nalox, the original equine antacid. It's recommended by veterinarians and leading horsemen as a way of maintaining a healthy stomach, which reduces the risk of ulcers. Nalox can be given daily to horses exposed to stressful conditions or as needed when shipping, competing, or during stall confinement. You know, you can learn about Nalox and all the products at Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, thanks again to our sponsors who make this show possible. And we're coming now to our guest this week, uh, which is uh, a two-parter, actually. We've uh, been very fortunate in being able to get hold of Janar France, um, who recently won the USEF Performance Horse Registry Leading Owner Award for the third consecutive year. And she's going to tell us about the operation that she has up in Maple Farm, Illinois, Grand Prix Dressage, how she got into dressage. And we're also going to hear from Cassie Bartow, who rides uh, some of uh, Jenna's horses. So uh, let's hear what they have to say. Well, Jenna and Cassie, welcome to the Dressage Radio Show. And, and in your case, Cassie, thanks for coming back on the show. Of course, happy to do it. Well, I know you're down in Florida right now, aren't you? Busy training away. 
I am. I'm uh, very grateful and blessed to have Jenna's horses down here working with Kathy Morelli and uh, in the Florida season until mid-March. And as I said in my introduction, Jenna, you are now the third, third for the third straight year, you have won the owner of the year title from the U- U.S. Equestrian Federation, which uh, is a great honor. Um, let's just back up a little bit, if we can, Jenna, and, and talk about how you got into the sport of dressage and became an owner. Yeah. First of all, it's, it's, isn't it exciting and amazing, three years straight? And, you know, it's, it's since they started... Um, recording and actually from, I think it was three years ago that they began the whole Dressage Owner of the Year Award. So we won it that year and then we've won it every year since. So it's not just me. It's, I mean, while my name and Grand Prix Equestrian, which is the facility that, um, that, uh, I own, um, is, is under the banner of the award. It's actually we, because there's no way that I could possibly have won this award without the amazing skill and training of my, my dear trainers, KYB Dressage. And that, of course, includes young Cassandra Barto. So, uh, that's Kim and Yvonne Barto and Cassandra and the rest of the group. So I just want to say that right at the top that, um, I truly share this award three years straight with a, a very, you know, wonderful group of people who have brought us to this place. Well, I think like any successful sport, uh, Jenna, it's it's all about the team effort, isn't it? And finding that right team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, to to get back to your original question, um, it's 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 having found that original team. When I was uh, when I purchased my first horse with the dream of getting into dressage, which was back in 2004, and before that I'd ridden a great deal, but I'd never owned my own horses. It was always other people's horses. Um, but I purchased a little Arabian mare. Her name is A.M. Fairly Fresh from Almara Arabians out in Arizona. And um, as you may or may not know, Kim Bartow was uh, worked for um, Almara and also then eventually for the um, for the dinner theater down in um, in Orlando for many many years. And when I purchased Fairly Fresh from Basie Tankersley, I asked her if she could perhaps recommend someone in the Illinois area who might possibly be able to. Um, educate us and train us in the field of dressage. Well, lo and behold, you know, was I lucky to learn? And uh, of course, I didn't know at the time, but was I lucky to have um, Kim Bartow and Yvonne Bartow um, right here in my backyard? You know, and so that's really where it all began. And it is really. It's been a journey of excitement. I always had a dream. When I was eight years old, I dreamt that I would be one day um, the owner of beautiful horses, and I would have a horse farm, and I would breed horses, and I would, I would ride, and we would have great show horses. And it was a, it was a childhood dream of mine. And today, here I am, um, amidst my dream in in full fledged and full color. And um, it really, it's because I've been given great direction and guidance through um, KYB Dressage. They have all along guided me as to the proper horses to purchase, uh, you know, because I didn't know anything, honestly. I mean, I loved horses. I always loved horses, and I always wanted to own horses, and my original plan was to get involved in in um, Spanish Arabian horses and breed them. And then I met Kim and Yvonne, and of course my direction altered significantly, and I became very much immersed in the whole sport of dressage and eventually started looking um, away from the Arab breed and more 
into the warm blood breed, and um, they have been great mentors in helping me to find the great horses that that we have today and that have become a part of our successful program at Grand Prix Equestrian. So I should ask you really, what, why dressage? You know, what, 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 what made that shift? Was it because of the people that you met there with that team, or was it something, were you watching the sport of dressage and thinking, yeah, maybe one day I'll, I'll buy a dressage horse? You know, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't watching the sport. I did. I knew very little about it. But because I was a rider, I was. I actually would do. Um, there's an organization called Equitors, and they do um, uh, horseback riding holidays around the world. And I have been friends with the owners of that company, Mellon Byard Fox, for many, many years. So I've taken many rides with them, and as a result, I've met many other riders along the way, and um, and some of whom were dressage riders. And uh, when it came time for me to build my, you know, my, my to build my herd, um, I spoke to my friend Mel, and we talked about it. First, I thought maybe I'd want to get into um, into eventing, and then I thought maybe, you know, I, I wasn't certain as to where I wanted to go with all of this. And it was really my friend Mel, who is not a dressage rider, but said, you know, Jenna, dressage is the sport that you should be in. You know, it's an elegant sport. It's going to teach you to be the best possible rider you can be, and it just makes much more sense. You're going to have such a much more, you know, um, such a stronger relationship with your horses as a result of that. And she was right on, even though, as I said, she's not a dressage rider herself. So it, it began there, and it was a, it, I was a pure novice. Um, of course, now I've become a complete devotee. I'm, uh, I just cannot tell you how much I love this sport, and I'm not by any means an advanced-level dressage rider, but every time I, I take a step on one of my horses in the proper way, I am so grateful that I have discovered this sport or discovered it, you know, back in 2004 and that I have immersed myself in, in it and that I have been, you know, privileged, really, because it's such an extraordinary sport. And I've introduced friends and family to it who had, at the beginning, no idea. And I've brought them to, for example, dressage at Devon. My family all lives out in, on the East Coast, so I've invited them to come and participate and see what it is that I'm doing rather than think that I'm some, you know, crazy woman that's just collecting lots of horses and, you know, doesn't have a long-term plan. And whenever I do that, people are just blown away. We've had them out at the farm. We've had open houses. We've performed for people. And people who had no idea what dressage was about are just absolutely mesmerized and overwhelmed by what a magnificent sport it is. And I have to tell you, um, without rambling on too much, though, I, 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 having been in Germany for Cassie's performance, I was amazed at the great support that the public gives to that sport over there. And I so yearn for us to build that sort of reputation in this country and to get people to be behind this sport. And if they only realized and knew what it offered, it's such a thrilling and exciting and entertaining uh, sport. And I think that people just have no clue. So I think we're missing something there, and that's one of my missions. Well, that's a, a wonderful mission. I'm sure everybody listening to the show here would uh, would applaud that mission. Um, so let's just talk a little bit, Cassie, about that trip to uh, to Germany. That was your first time in, in Europe, competing in Europe. Um, how was that whole experience for you? Did, did you get that overwhelming impression, just as uh, Gina did, about 
how dressage is received in Europe? Absolutely. It was an overwhelmingly wonderful experience from start to finish, from the second that Ray and I stepped on the plane to go over to Frankfurt. It was just so magical, and everyone had been so supportive and has been so supportive and had made the trip run so smoothly, and I just can't even stress how how much that that meant to the whole entire getting over there, seeing the beautiful barns and the competition and the people and getting to see Huberta Schmidt and top riders in Fischels and Bartles just running around in the warm-up. And you just, you don't get to see that very often. I mean, now that I'm here down in Wellington, that's that's really nice when um, all of the riders from all over the world come together and you can really see the best in one small area. But... I think that's a huge benefit that Europe has is that all of the top riders are just always so close and, you know, the warm-up so tight and so much to watch and so much to learn. And it was just a beautiful experience. And all of my family and friends were right there beside me supporting me. And it was wonderful. And Ray was so great and relaxed and calm. And having gone to Arabian Nights, I think, really helped him. So that was really nice. And I was just so proud of him and proud to be there. And um, I just tried to take the approach to give him the best experience that I could. Well, you talked about that before you left, that you were going to go to the Arabian Nights to give him more exposure to that kind of environment. It clearly, it, it paid off. But so what was your takeaway there, Cassie, when, when you came back from Europe on that flight back? You, a lot of things must have been going through your mind of having had that experience. What, what has that done to you in your career now with, the, with this horse? I think that the whole entire experience has brought Ray and I even closer in our partnership because it was really uh, three weeks, a month, where it was just him and I, and that traveling together and being there with him every step of the way, I think that that really brought our connection so much closer. Just also being able to see the bar having been raised again. I mean, the quantity and quality of horses over there is outstanding, and the riding, of course. Also meeting all of the other wonderful young riders and getting uh, the networking there was just fabulous. I think there was so much to take away from it that I can't even really say one thing. I mean, all the whole entire experience. It's really hard to pinpoint on one thing. Well, you know, your your stable, as you say, is up in in Illinois, near Chicago, and and right now, of course, Cassie's down in Wellington, sub, submerged in in the competition season down there. How much do you time do you get to 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 visit? You said you were over in Germany, but do you get down to Wellington? Do you get to watch the horses compete as much as you'd like to? I've gone to Wellington for you know the last several years. Uh, I guess it was about three years ago that Cassie and Yvonne were down there for two months maybe. I get down there. I don't get down to stay for extended periods of time because, you know, I have responsibilities back here in um, in Illinois. But um, I'm, you know, I am not one to hesitate to take a trip to see what's going on um, with my horses and other horses and in competition in general, you know, with, within the sport. So I, I, f- I feel it's important for me to be out there and to see what's going on, which is one of the reasons why I went to Germany. Of course, it, we had a great time but you know i had i had never actually done any sort of um um I shouldn't say I hadn't done. I hadn't ever been to any um, any um, competitions in Europe before, so this was extraordinary. I have I've ridden dressage horses in Europe before, but I had never uh, had never actually um, been to a competition. And um, I, 
you know, just I just want to make one more point before I just move on. But I think that the way that the young writers were treated by the 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 host and the hostess and and the sponsors, it was so amazing. You know, and again, we don't have that in this country. We don't. We we have wonderful sponsors uh, within the, the equine world, but I think we don't have the highest level and the, the amount, you know, the financial support in the sport of dressage that they have over there. And I would love to see if we can at some point in time begin to develop that same appreciation, you know, among sponsors, not just among the audience, but among sponsors as well. So I, I just wanted to add that, and I'm sure Cassie would respond to that as well, that the way she was treated at her host barn when she first arrived there, you know, it was just amazing. So, yes, to, to end the, you know, your question, I would say that, um, you know, I'm spending as much time as I possibly can out at my farm. I've got, you know, it's, we were only just opened a year ago. We've got a lot of work to do building up the, you know, marketing the facility, building up our reputation and looking for ways that we can, you know, continue to make it a better and better place, although it's pretty spectacular if I say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) And you must come and visit us sometime, please. Come come do the show directly from the facility and and meet a lot of really super, super high-quality riders and some magnificent horses. We are very, you know, honored to, to have some really super quality dressage horses at our facility. Well, I'd be delighted to. Um, let me ask you about the number of horses that you have and your breeding program. I'm intrigued to know because you obviously have built up quite a foundation there. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, Gina. Well, it's, of course, GP Raymeister is our our premier stallion, and he is um, he is standing stud, and he is, uh, we've just increased his stud fee to $2,500, but of course, we think it's well worth it. Um, we have uh, we have two uh, Frisian stallions. We have a very diverse uh, base of um, of breeds in our in our barn, and, and that's one of the things that I feel very excited about. We have two Frisian stallions, uh, G.P. Boder and um, G.P. Yuri von Cassie. What's Yuri's last name? Yuri von Gren. Yeah, thank you. And then I have my magnificent, um, uh, my magnificent uh, uh, Spanish Arabian stallion, CC Savvy. And um, so we've got a very small breeding program. We 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 don't really have the room to carry on a huge breeding program at the facility. So we have a small breeding program, but we've got at least six or seven young youngsters on the ground. We've got another full coming this spring, and then we will um, probably the following spring. We're trying. We alternate every other spring. You know, we'll have three to four new ones coming in. So we've got some. Um, it's very. It's 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 an intimate breeding program. It's a smaller breeding program, and um, we're very very selective about um, the mares that would be bred to Ray, which is you know I think very important considering his status. And um, you know it's 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 a it's just a it's a small breeding program, but it's a breeding program, and it's. As I said earlier, when I was eight years old, I dreamt that I was going to be a breeder of horses. Little did I know I would have such amazing horses that I could be breeding. Well, as, as we know, there are many thousands of owners in the sport of dressage. Yeah, um, you know, something like 7,500. <laughs> that's an enormous amount. Yeah, and, yeah. And, what would you, having now won this title for three years and, and have the experience that you have, what would you say to people that, that are trying to come into the sport and getting into the sport? There are so many points, I'm sure, that make up the many many facets that make up a successful partnership, finding the right the right horses, the right breeding, the right trainer, and the right riders. 
what advice would you give them? I would say first and foremost, find the right trainers. You know, the, the other thing about Europe is every trainer in Europe is, um, is, a, is a certified trainer. You know, we don't have that in this country. So not every trainer is a qualified trainer. I would say make certain that you find the absolute best trainers who, are, who have your best interests at heart, not their own necessarily. I mean, it's, it's got to be a mutually, it's got to be a mutual admiration society. You've got to support each other in your efforts. And um, it can't be just about training and it can't be just about ownership. It has to be, a, you know, a, a partnership. So I think that is first and foremost. Secondly, I think the one the one core thing that I have learned about this sport is if you're going to do it, do it correctly. Do not, you know, one of the things that my trainer said to me is we're not going to, you're not going to go and buy a, um, you know, a master horse. Uh, you know, you are going to learn how to do this sport from the ground up. And believe me, I have learned and I'm still learning from the ground up, but to have, like anything, a, a basic language skill, a basic mathematical skill, a basic any kind of learning skill, you must know the core elements of that particular subject. It's the same in dressage. You know, I think, I used to think I was a great rider until I started taking dressage lessons and I realized, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about riding. And I, it was starting all over again for me. So I would say that's number two. Make certain that you have that you start from the ground. You don't just go out and buy a great horse that's, you know, that's a fabulously well-trained, already, you know, Grand Prix horse that is kind and will let you ride it, you know, clumsily as a, as a beginning rider. Start from scratch. Start from low, low level and work your way up. All of my horses <laughs> that I own, that I started with, are young horses. I've been riding young horses since I started doing dressage. So, you know, I've had to teach them. They've taught me. It's been a long process and it continues. And and it's, it will continue, and it's a lifelong journey, as Cassie has said many, many times, and, and I absolutely believe that and respect that. So um, I hope that answers your question. I think great training, taking it every step of the way, learning the minor details that teach you to be a proper rider and to really understand and relate to any horse, you know. I mean, a dream of mine has always been that I could get on any horse and ride it. And as Cassie knows, I've gotten on some horses, and I've not done very well, <laughs> But, you know, I'm, I think that, you know, that, again, skill development, skill development, skill development. And, um, you know, and, and, and be passionate about what it is that you're doing. You know, I'm incredibly passionate about what it is that I'm doing, which is the only way I've gotten through the last four or five years, building, you know, developing this project and believing in it and believing that it will be successful. It, it's been a long and arduous or, ordeal, but, you know, I, I still believe that, we're on top of the world, and I'm very proud to, to say that because, I, as again, I, I've said it earlier, I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't do it without Cassie. I couldn't do it without Kim. I couldn't do it without Yvonne and the rest of the team at KYB. And, and as an owner, how would you find the right rider? One thing to find the trainer, but yeah. finding the right talented rider that, that works for you that, you, know, that you form that essential partnership uh, to success. Yeah. Uh, you know... One of the things that, that um, if you'll allow me this, we are one of the things that we are working at at Grand Prix and KYB is to develop a very, very serious young rider, uh, supportive young rider program in this country. We it, it exists. There is a young rider program, but we don't think that there's a sort of a a, a, um, a breeding ground, if you will, for young riders that where there may be great riders out there that nobody knows anybody anything about because they don't have the financial support in 
in order to to engage in the sport. They don't have, you know, they don't have the training, they don't have the skills, they don't have this or that, but they have the potential. So we want to develop that. And I think that young riders, they're the future. You know, they're the future of this sport. And I would say as an owner, I want to cultivate relationships with young riders to determine their abilities and to, and under the direction and guidance, of course, of skilled trainers like Kim and Yvonne. But really, I, I would recommend to owners that they look into the young rider category and look at these young people. I mean, I met them all over in Germany. They're amazingly skilled and talented riders, and they're all looking for their future. You know, they're all dedicated to this sport. Look at Cassie. I mean, she's so dedicated. She, this is full-time for her. And I would say I would want to find someone like a Cassandra Bartow, who is absolutely dedicated, passionate, works 24-7 in a way on this sport. And, and that, those are the people that I want riding my horses. I don't want someone to come in, you know, and just get on my horse and say, well, this is nice. You know, I, I, want, a, I want someone who is dedicated, who will dedicate themselves to my horse and commit to the long-term success of, of the partnership. And I think that's vital to the success. Well, as part of that successful team, Cassie, um, obviously you have one, you have Ray with you down there. Tell us about your schedule for him now for, for this uh, coming season. Well, he's going to be in the Palm Beach Derby, the CDI there. He's taking a bit of a rest after Germany just because he had had such a season and leading up to the World Cup training to get through to it. So um, he's actually taking a little bit of a break right now from the showing for a few months, and I'm working on the other horses of Jenna's, uh, GP Delano and GP Super Crusader, and getting them showing and um, just training. So, But he will be doing a few of the later on shows in late February and uh, March. So. And, and heading uh, towards Gladstone. Okay, so yes, that's, a, that's yes. the big goal, huh? Yeah, that's the big goal. And, and, and I want right, exactly. You know, and Cassie, you know, Cassie, of course, isn't ever going to rest, but we we felt that um, Ray deserves some some you know downtime, and because he has been going, 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 going rigorously in his career so far, so he's taking a, a bit of a back seat right now, and Cassie's focusing on a, on a couple of our these other two of our young horses who have tremendous potential. She showed them just uh, was it two weekends ago, Cassie, and did very very well down there in Wellington. Lots of prospects, clearly a very successful partnership all round, and we want to congratulate you again, uh, Gina, for being the three years in a row now, winning the USEF Owner of the Year, a fantastic accolade for you, and obviously a tribute to the successful team that you have there. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show and sharing some of your experiences and advice with us. And good luck to you, Cassie, as you get going with the spring season. Um, Well, winter comes spring, and then the path to Gladstone. We hope you'll both come back on the show later on in the season. Give us an update on how Ray and the other horses are going for your team. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Chris. Really enjoyed chatting with you, and um, we're always here for you if we can be of any assistance, and we look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. We'll look forward to it. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that was great to hear from them. You know, it's it's such an important partnership, and clearly they've demonstrated how that works for them, Lisa, and, and you will have experienced this in your career, finding the right owners, the right combination of trainer-owner. It's something that all young riders have to face, isn't it? Absolutely. It, it sure is, and uh, it's lovely to have owners as enthusiastic as Gina is and with a young rider. 
Yes. I, I'm so excited to see people investing in young riders. They're, they're making their journey now. And instead of going and looking for that finished trainer, they're going to support a young person in their journey. And uh, that is beautiful. That's what I had in Gestut Vorwerk, actually. Yes. That was, you know, I was just a, a kid going over there, basically. And I... Well, you're still a youngster, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, well, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, just turn those numbers around. Make that a three and a four. But uh, but that's that's nice to see because I know Gula gave me a helping hand in the sense that I I wouldn't have gotten where I'd gotten had I not had her take me on and support me all the way and stay loyal. I had mm-hmm. great horses, don't you think? She was getting phone calls from a lot of the German riders going, "I'll take that horse off your hand and I'll ride and we'll take him, you know, and ride for Germany." Sure. So. She brought me up. She brought the trainer in. She, you know, saw that I got out to all these horse shows and I had all great stock and a top trainer and all the equipment I needed to get where I needed to go. And there wasn't a second thought. She was investing in educating a rider that would, you know, she would then benefit and all of her horses would get out and be, you know, successful, hopefully, et cetera, et cetera. So... You know, hat off to Gina France and uh, good luck, Casey Bartow. And the the thing I would, you know, just impress, and this is, I know that I want to get to the tip of the week, which would be as young riders coming into this profession, don't make this new relationship you have with an owner about money. Absolutely. I, that's, that's the first thing that sours a relationship. If it's about nickel and diming and this has got to be, you, you have to remember, we have to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have Absolutely. to prove that we're worth a certain amount of money. And along that journey, remember what you're getting in return. You're getting fabulous horses. We all know what that costs. You're getting fabulous trainers, which I'm sure the owners are obviously very interested in, in these young riders getting an education so that their investment is being properly brought up and successful as they go. So um, it was my experience going back to Gestut Vorwerk. No, I didn't get paid all that much, but I got so much on the side, or let's just say there were so many benefits. I had a top trainer. I had a fleet of horses. Yes, it was hard work. But you know, it's just like going to the, you know, university. We we're poor students investing in our education and when we get out, you know, working slowly to become successful and financially independent as we go. So um so I'm I'm looking forward to that that pair going leaps and bounds forward and staying together. Loyalty is huge, and there's there's growth in that. Absolutely, yeah. lots of growth to be had in that. So right. good luck to those two, and it's exciting and encouraging to see fanatic owners. 
Well, yeah, pa- absolutely passionate. Well, that certainly came across in our in our conversation. Well, we, we're going to pull out a nice little tip for you in just a minute, as uh, Lisa said. But before we get to that tip of the week, we're going to take a short commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a second. It is fantastic to have our friends at Equestrian Life as the title sponsors for the Dressage Radio Show. If you have not been to Equestrian Life yet, you need to go. In addition to being the official social community for the Horse Radio Network, it is one of the fastest-growing horse communities on the Internet. It is truly the Facebook for horse people. The goal of EquestrianLife.com is to bring equestrians together and to provide them with the breadth and depth of information and tools they need to learn and connect with other horse lovers who share the same passion. EquestrianLife.com is a fun, inviting website that strives to provide its members with a world-class experience that fosters the expression of all the ways people enjoy their horses and the people who are part of the horse world. Well, Lisa, just to follow on from that, uh, the the whole theme of the program this week is is about you know the ownership and owners and coming into the sport and young riders coming into the sport. And you mentioned just a moment ago, uh, you know, some of the things that they they you know they need to have, the kind of philosophy that they need. So out out of that, would you would you be able to pinpoint maybe a tip that we could use this week for? four young riders coming into the sport to find the right horse and owner? Just no, exactly what we had talked about earlier, and that that is there's going to be a lot of patience necessary. And, and know that it's going to be a journey. There's no way you can go from point A to point Z without, you know, what I was, when I worked with Gudula and Jochen at Gestüt Vorwerk, the step was one step at a time up, and it was a trust and a respect for each other. And the loyalty that came out of that was phenomenal. So my tip would be, you know, it's, it's always going to be about trust. That's what makes a great relationship and a good, you know, owner-rider combination. But if you can, if you can be patient... And show how good you are instead of walking in and saying, here I am, I want this amount of money. Show them how good you are. My, I always have got a kind of a running little uh, motto with Gishtud High Life. I said, you, we can all talk, but in the end, the proof is in the pudding. So my, my point would be to you young writers coming up, and, I, and it looks like we're getting a hold of some great owners that want to support you guys and, and help you along your journeys, be patient and show them what you're made of and build a trust that, and a respect for each other. And that everything else will fall right into place for both of you. And it, it'll, make wanting, it'll make owners want to be owners. And it'll be, you know, and make you want to be the best you are. So, uh, so that's what I would say to all these young writers coming along. Don't make it about the money. Make it about the education, and make it about being responsible, and and making be the best you can be for yourself and for your owner. That would be my tip of the day. Well, thank you, Lisa. That's a great tip. And and not forgetting, you know, the dedication and hard work that uh, you know we heard from. Uh, 
Cassie, who's been on the show before, of course, and we know what hard worker she is. She just dedicates herself like all you riders do, and that's what that's what you need to do. You have to give yourself, you know, 110% to the sport and 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 not be afraid of hard work. It doesn't matter what it takes. You, you've got to put in the hours and the dedication and, and show how passionate you are, and you'll be rewarded by, by finding the right partnership of horse and owner. No question whatsoever. No question. Wonderful. Well, good advice, uh, Lisa. Thank you for that. Uh, Well, we're about running out of time this week, and we just want to remind everybody how they can reach us. Of course, our show notes are on dressageradio.com. You can visit our fan page on Facebook. I'm always leaving little notes up there for you, so you can leave comments. You can respond to us there. You can follow us on Twitter, of course, at either Horse Radio or Chris E. Stafford. Don't forget our official social network here at the Horse Radio Network is Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com. And if you have any questions or comments for for Lisa or any of us here at the Horse Radio Network's Dressage Radio Show, don't forget you can email us at chris at horseradionetwork.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 270-803-0025. Again, I'd like to thank our sponsors for making this show possible and thank our co-host here lisa wilcox again for another great show lisa and always such good advice chris i hate to do this but may i make a plug <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure you hate to do this now i was going to ask you where you what are you doing next week are you uh, off to a competition this week no well i uh, in two weeks i have a competition but i i wanted to put out there for all of you that are looking for, for great young horses High Life is putting on an auction at the Jim Brandon Center. Ah. On the uh at the end of uh March. It's the twenty eighth on a Sunday. And uh Monty Roberts will have been there on that Saturday, but it will be it would be worth stopping by would be my suggestion. Stop by on the twenty eighth and uh it'll be we'll have VIP tables, band and beautiful horses. Lauren Huff will be there presenting Prezioso. I will be there presenting Euro. So we'll do some nice little show oh, builds in between. Nice, yeah. Um, and my rider will be riding. So we'll present some of the stallions for you. And then you get to see their offspring Terrific. and potentially bid on them. So, I was going to say, you need your checkbook with you that day, right? Yes, ma'am, you do. <laughs> but it'll be worth it. I uh, promise you that. I bet so, they will. I bet anyway. Nice horses. Yeah. So yeah. if you're it, if you're not doing anything, come on down. Well, that that's very tempting now, but I would have to leave my checkbook at home if I'm going to see really no, nice horses like that. <laughs> you can stare at them like I do. There you go. There you go. Well, you're welcome for having a plug there, and uh, we will remind everybody uh, of that. That's not until March, so you'll be able to remind everybody closer to the time, Lisa. Yeah, correct. Wonderful. Terrific. Well, great. So you have a show in two weeks' time. I have a show in two weeks' time. Cross your fingers. I'm gonna gonna attempt this. You know, when you've got these uh, way courses, it seems like you enter scratch, enter scratch, because you're never quite where you want to be, <laughs> and you just enter just in case. So I'm hoping the third time's a charm. So cross your fingers for me. I certainly and, will. And otherwise, for all you listeners, thanks for listening, and have a safe ride. 